Thanks for joining us here at Faith Assembly for our weekly podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in this week. To learn more about our church, you can visit us online at myfaithassembly.org. Join us live or connect with us on Facebook. I want to take a couple minutes today just to teach, um, just to share something uh, to help us step into this into this new year. How, how many know it's one thing to be excited to step into something, but if we don't know how to posture ourselves, then we 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 really don't get the best leg up that we can. And I want to want to talk this week. We set aside a week of prayer and fasting, and I want to talk about what it means to pray and fast. Um, what that is to give us some handles and some understanding is why we do that. For some of us, it might be be new, but here's what I believe. I believe this is a year set apart, a year that is set unto God, set apart. To mean to be set apart means to break away from. And I believe this in Jesus' name, that this will be a year not like any other year, that this will break away from any other year that we've had. And what I, what I believe is being set apart is in the, in the Old Testament, every seven years, was the year of jubilee. You had the 50 year, but the seven years was the year of jubilee. What that was done or what that set forth was that no one could have a slave or an indentured servant longer than six years. There, every seventh year, they were set free. The reason they would come to work for someone is because they had no land of their own. They didn't have resources. And so they sold themselves and gave themselves for a period of time. And that period of time was for, for up to, that would be six years that they would serve. They would, they would give themselves to work, but every seventh year, no matter what year it was, those people were set free and able to go back. Even if they joined on the sixth year, they still got set free on the seventh year. If they came in on the first year, whatever it would be, every seventh year, they were set free. And it was the year of canceled debts. It was the year that everything was released. It was freedom. And so you would go back to your home, back to the place that you were in every seven years. I believe in my spirit. And, and here's what it is. We know on the Jewish calendar that, that the, the Jewish people don't recognize the seven-year jubilee. jubilee. They, they don't recognize that anymore. Obviously, it, things have become different, but we know that every seven years from Scripture, and so from the beginning of the Jewish calendar, this is a seventh year. And I believe this is a year set apart. And what I hear in my spirit is just like the earth, that on the day of Jesus, when the trumpet sounds, how many know that when the trumpet sounds, those who are dead in Christ, the earth must give up their body and they will be resurrected and will be joined with God. Why? Because they belong to God. And at the trumpet, they will be released. What I hear the Lord saying is that he wants his church to walk in the power and the authority that we can declare that the earth has to give up what belongs to God, that the earth has to give up provision, resources, freedom, that we will walk in the power and authority of Jesus Christ. The same power that lives in, in Jesus dwells inside of you and I. How many wave at me today if you believe that? The Lord in all authority, this is final authority, when he stands with his trumpet or when, when the, the archangel declares the trumpet of the Lord, the trumpet is a sign of authority. It, even in, in, in recent culture and, and in history, we understand that when a dignitary or a king would come into the place, they would sound the trumpet to announce the arrival of someone with authority. How many know that the ultimate trumpet is going to sound? And the one who has great authority will come on the earth. He has the authority. And when he has the authority, what is in the earth has to give up what belongs to God. And in this context, those who have died in Christ, 
friends and family of ours that have gone, their body in the ground like a seed planted, but the spirit being with the Lord. On the day of Jesus at the trumpet of God, he will declare the trumpet and the earth must give up what belongs to God. What I believe is that in this year, 2022, God wants to teach our church, the church, how to walk in the authority and power that we can walk in the, in, the, in the glory of God, that the earth must give up what belongs to God. It must give up the resource. It cannot hold back. It cannot hinder that God would cause us to walk in freedom, in provision, in power, and authority. I believe in Jesus' name that sons and daughters aren't gonna be held back by the sins of this earth, but God's gonna re- release them and they'll be set free to walk in the glory and the power of God. That the, what the enemy has meant for evil God has turned for good, that we can walk in the authority of Jesus' name and the earth must give up what belongs to God. I'm not bound by the circumstances of this world. My body, my spirit, who I am, belongs to God. And so because it belongs to God, this earth has no control or no hold over me. I am set free and I walk in the power and the authority of Jesus' name. I want to just share this condition, uh, just the the condition of the heart and why prayer and fasting is a part of this. Because I I do believe God wants to take us to a deeper place of knowing who he is to walk in the authority that we have in Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that we do that is we allow our heart to be tender and sensitive to the things of God. Therein, prayer and fasting. What better way to develop a sensitivity to the presence of God than to deny what the flesh wants? How many know that's why Jesus said that we are to take up our cross daily and follow after him? Because it is in sacrificing the flesh or surrendering our flesh that we allow our spirit man to become alive, the the spirit person inside of us, to develop sensitivity. If all we do is keep meeting our own needs, how many know then we only need God when we can't meet our own needs? And how many know that he's not that kind of God? He's not a God that's just on standby for whenever you get into something you can't handle. No, he's a God who wants to lead us to places we can't take ourselves. And how do we develop a sensitivity to that? It is through prayer and fasting. So what I want to do is I want to talk just for these brief minutes, and I want to hopefully teach a little bit of why we pray, why we fast, what that is. Where do we even start this of fasting? Why is fasting a part of what we do? It's not for the elite religious people, just for those that are certain places that really fasting is part of uh, three uh, characters or three traits within a follower of Jesus Christ. We get this from uh, Matthew chapter six, when Jesus was teaching the Sermon of the Mount, he gathered with those around three things that he highlighted and he said, "When when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. He told us how to do those things. These three things are the mark of a disciple. If you and I are a disciple of Jesus Christ, we better be people who are giving, people who are praying, and people who are fasting. That this is the, the, these are characteristics of a disciple of Jesus Christ. That when we give, we tithe, we give God the first fruits. The, the essence of giving God the first, the reason why I give to God the first is because I'm saying to God, my resources and my provision is not what sustains me, you do. I have a job, I have resources, I have a flow of income, but that flow of income is not my source and my provision. My, 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 my flow of income is a blessing from God. Therefore, I bring him my first fruit. I give him my tithe because I'm acknowledging my help doesn't come from my income, from my business, from my outward flow. My help comes from the Lord. And so I give God what belongs to him. We tithe as a recognition of you are the Lord, my provider, my deliverer. This might dry up, but you never will. 
This might shift and move, but you never will. You are like a God that, that every good and perfect gift comes down for you and does not change like shifting shadows. This can change. He never will. And so when we come to a place as a disciple, we give because the church, it's not about the church needing to keep the lights on. It's not about we need to pay for ministries and things to happen. That's the byproduct of what we do, what we're able to do. We give because God, you're my source. I give because my life belongs to you. He also tells us to pray. He says, when you give, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And when you pray, don't pray like those people who use wise and fancy words, which by the way, if you think it's hard to pray, don't make it harder than it is. It's talking and having a conversation with Jesus. And I know sometimes praying in front of people might be difficult. And if it's hard to pray in front of people, then get with the right people. Because I'm telling you honestly, if you get with us, you can pray any way you want. As long as it's unto God, there are no right words. There's no better words. You just share your heart openly to God. So if you don't have good people to pray with, join us every night this week from 6.30 to 7.30. We're opening the sanctuary up for prayer because prayer is communication with God. Growing in, in having communication. And we pray on a regular basis because it's an attitude of the heart. And so he says, when you give, when you pray, and then he says, when you fast. The reason we fast is because it, it allows our condition, the condition of our heart to be established. I believe that when our heart is in the right place, God will lead our steps in the right places. Guard your heart and he'll guard your steps. Fasting is one of those ways to put our heart and let the condition of our heart be in the right place. That when we fast, we say no to the flesh and yes to Jesus. Now, that's why we fast. It, it also is the reason we fast is because it's connected to a dependency. Here's what fasting is not. Fasting is not control. Fasting is not a wrestle match with Jesus and say, you will do it. You will do it. I got you in a headlock. I've been fasting, so you better do it. Fasting is not for us to manipulate or get God to do something we want. Fasting is for us to be moved to a place so that God can do whatever he wants to do in us. Fasting is an attitude of contrition, not control. And so we don't fast to get God to move. We fast so that we can be moved. We can move our flesh out of the way and allow God to do what he wants to do. It's allowing our heart to be in the right place, to operate in the right authority. Here's what I, what I believe, is that when our, when our heart is in the right place, in tune with God, we will flow in the spirit of God. And when we flow in the presence of God, we can speak to this mountain, be moved, and it'll cast into the sea. We can walk in the authority and the power of God, that the things of the earth have to be released because the spirit of God is in us, and the one who is in us is greater than he that is in the world. And this is the part of that, our heart being in that right place. I want to, uh, just before I, I, I look at this Isaiah 58, I, I want to just give you a context of, of what it is to fast. That when we fast, it's not having control over God. Some people, some people miss this because they'll say, well, I fasted and I prayed and God didn't do. God doesn't move because of what you do. Because if God moved because of what we did, then we're in control. How I many know we're not in control? He is. That's called manipulation. You can't manipulate God. What you do in fasting is saying, God, I want to walk in contrition in, a, in a, a state of mind that is less of me, more of you. Not my will, but your will. I want to walk in line with what your spirit says. There, there's this desire. There's this king in, in uh, 1 Kings chapter 21. I'm just going to reference it quick because there's a wrong way to fast. This king's name was Ahab. Ahab wanted a piece of ground that was connected to Naboth. Naboth had a vineyard. And uh, Naboth was a gentleman who lived in, in Israel. He wanted the ground. He said to Naboth, sell me the ground or trade. I'll trade you a ground. Just give me your ground. I want it. 
Naboth said, oh, my family inheritance. That's what he to do that to my family. So King Ahab, his wife says to him, are you the king or aren't you? Why are you in a bad mood? Says, I'll take care of this. His, in her letter, she commanded, call the citizens together for a time of fasting. Call them together for a time of fasting and give Naboth a place of honor and then seat two scoundrels across from him who accuse him of cursing God and the king. Then take him outside and stone him to death. They started it with fasting. My, my point is this, fasting isn't just what we do to try and get God to move because there's the right way to fast and a wrong way to fast. And the wrong way to fast is when we try to control the condition and control the circumstance, but the right way to fast is when there's contrition. There's a heart that says, God, I want you. I don't know what 2022 has, but I trust you, and I want to get in the flow of what you're doing because I know what you're doing is good. Even in difficult places, you're working all things together for good. I know and I trust. I want you to see in Isaiah 50, 59, here's what, there, or Isaiah 58, this is the fasting, and I want to just share this quickly as we prepare for a week of prayer and fasting. From Monday to next Sunday, prayer and fasting. We wanna invite you to join us. Here he says, shout, a, shout with a voice, a trumpet blast, shout aloud, don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins, yet they act so pious. They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They act like a righteous nation. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want me to be near I pray in Jesus' name, this would be a year of no pretending. A year of not going through the motions. He says here, we have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves and you didn't even notice it. I will tell you why I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this the, what you call fasting? Do you really think this is what pleases the Lord? No, this is what fasting, the type of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly in prison. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then, then this is, this is the, the picture he's saying here, that when our heart is in the right place, we will carry the heart of God. When we fast, it's not in a fast to get God's attention. It's a fast recognizing that, God, you've got all my attention. I'm not trying to get God's attention. I want my spirit to know, and I want to tell my flesh, and I want to reveal God has all my attention. He says, this is the kind of fasting. Then verse eight, he says, then your salvation will come like the dawn. I am believing this for 2022 over this house, over these, these homes represented. This is what I'm believing. Your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call on the Lord, he will answer, yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. I pray that over every home in this house, a part of this family. I pray in Jesus' name that the salvation of God would come quickly to your hearts, that you would know the, the work and the power of God in your life. Why is it that we fast? Here's the condition that fasting sets in our heart. And I want to give you these, these three real quick. Number one, it gives us right perspective. It puts us in a right state of mind. That when we go through fasting, it puts us in a right state of mind. The right state of mind is to say no to the flesh and yes to him. That I want, I want to say to my flesh. Now, now this is something that, that started for me as a youth pastor. Um, started fasting when I was uh, 
uh, in high school. That's where I, I learned the discipline of fasting, praying, uh, and we would fast on Wednesdays and then uh, different times of the year, uh, having a time of prayer and fasting. When I was a youth pastor, uh, the Lord had called me to a 40-day uh, Daniel fast. And so I had gone 40 days on a Daniel fast, and um, that was not the easiest thing for me to do as a youth pastor. But here's what the Lord spoke to me in that time and, and has carried with me in, in, this, in times of prayer and fasting. And that is this, that every time my stomach or my desire said, I want something of the flesh, I want something of the natural, I, was, I learned how to say in my spirit, God, as much as I want that, I want you more. As much as I want that, I want you more. And that became a discipline for me of recognizing and saying, God, I want you more than anything else in this world. As much as I want that, I want you more. It gives us a perspective, the right state of mind. The second thing it does, it allows us to be in a place that, that having the, the right perspective, but also be in a place of having the right attitude and being available. It's, it's called preparation, being ready for what God wants to do. It puts us in a state of readiness. I believe there's some things God has, God has allowed to come our way and we missed it because we weren't ready. That there, there's a readiness, that you've gotta be ready. I don't know when God's gonna make certain opportunities and things come about, but by God's grace, we're gonna be ready for them when they do. I don't know what resources, property, what things. I don't know what God might do, but God make us ready. We're not trying to do something to get you to do it. We're saying, God, help us to be ready because we know you will. And so help us to be ready for when that comes our way. And, there's, and fasting allows us to have this sensitivity and a readiness to God. And here's what I do believe, and this is what the Lord's speaking to me personally, that 2021, I looked at too many oppositions. God said, I want to teach you how to see invitation. I don't want you to see what's standing in your way because I don't know, just being honest with you, there are moments I've said, God, we could really do something if, anybody else had an if in your life? God, we could really, God, if, if these people were on board, I'm just going to be honest with you right now. God, if these people were on board, if these people would stay, if these people would get it, if this would happen, if this would, how many can you relate? God, if this would be, then we could really go somewhere. We could do something. And God said, you need an if because I'm not enough. Oh, God, I, I don't know. You're enough. And so it's not opposition. It's, it's, it's invitation to let God do what only God can do. And so it's preparing the heart. God, make me ready. Make me ready for what it is. Here's the third thing. That when we fast and pray, it puts us in partnership. We, we have a state of sacrifice, the, the right state of sacrifice. We're in partnership with Jesus. We, we're in partnership with what he's doing. If he's doing something on the earth, he's invited you and I to be a part of it. Now we get to be a part of releasing the oppressed, ministering to those who are in strain that we can partner with the presence of God. And what I believe in this year is God is gonna set us apart for his purpose. It'll be a year like no other. You might have the same job, but you're not gonna go to that job like you always did. You might live in the same home, but you're not gonna live in the same home like you have in the last year. That God's gonna cause you to be set apart. You're gonna be a husband like never before. You're gonna be a mother like never before. You're gonna be a worker, a, a co-worker, a business owner. God's gonna give you a honed in perspective and purpose that God won't be a secondary come along. God will be the leader and you're following wherever he says to go, whatever he says to do. We're not taking God with us into 2022. We're laying it all down and saying, God, wherever you want us to go, we'll go. Whatever you want us to say, we'll say. Whatever you want us to 
do, we'll do it. We're empty of ourselves. We fast and we pray because we want your spirit to move. And here's what I know. He will never lead me to a place he can't sustain me. He'll never take me to a place he can't cause me to overcome. He'll never lead me in an area and abandon me. My God is for me. He's with me. I'd rather step into new places with him than to settle where I've always been and do what I know, how I've done it. I want to walk into the places that God has prepared so I want to be in partnership. I want to close with this verse. And in Acts chapter 13, here's what happened in fasting and prayer. They said one day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. I believe this week, God is going to call some people to be set out from the ordinary that God is calling you to set out from the ordinary. And I don't know what's gonna happen Monday night. I don't know if it's gonna be on Tuesday night in prayer. I don't know if it's gonna be Wednesday night or Thursday. or I don't know, but I believe this week as we gather in this sanctuary for prayer, nothing fancy, we don't have anything planned, we don't have anything, but we're gonna turn this into a house of prayer and we're gonna seek God. And I believe that all we do, it might be Monday night, that God's gonna call up some young people who will walk into their schools with power. God's gonna raise up some mothers and fathers who will not just exist and just be in a world, but will walk with purpose and intention and raise up arrows that'll shoot into a dark world. I don't know what night it's gonna be, but I believe God's gonna appoint some Silas and Barnabas and individuals that are gonna rise up to step into this opportunity that God has called us to. I don't know what night it's gonna be, but there's gonna be people that in this time of prayer and fasting, the stuff that you've made about you, God's gonna let it fall off in Jesus' name and you're gonna quit making it about you and you're gonna let it completely all be about Jesus. I'm going to say that again. I just feel, I felt liberty just saying that. Some of you, this week of prayer and fasting, God wants to teach you how to quit making it all about you. Forgive me, but I feel there's something on that. That sounds too simple. There's some of you right now, if you'd let the carnal mind shift in you and you allow your spirit to open, God will reveal to you, you've made this too much about you. You've made this too much about your life, your business, your future, your plan, your agenda, your ego, your desire, your ways. But in prayer and fasting, I lay it aside and I say, God, I want nothing but what you have for me. I want to walk less like me and more like you. I want to walk more like the things of heaven. I want to sing like the song of heaven. I want to rejoice. I don't want to speak what's on the earth. I want to declare what's on heaven come to earth. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. I want to be in a place of walking in your authority. I want to be able to speak to the things of the earth. Be loose, set free, come forth. Walk in power and the authority. I want to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. I want the shadow of our people to walk over people. And they got healed. How'd you get healed? I got close to that person. Because the Spirit of God just flowing. Less of me, more of you. Less of me and more of you. And if we're all being honest, we get good at doing life the way we think it ought to be done, the way we want it to be done, and about us. So before we think there's just a group of people who are totally selfless and totally selfish, we've all got some degree of selfish in us that each year Holy Spirit just keeps teaching, hey, it's not about you. I've been been leading this church as a pastor now for 10 years. Can I tell you, God has changed what I thought 10 years ago is nothing like I know today. Because I thought I knew what I knew 10 years ago. 10 years later, I don't know anything about that. 
But all I know is, oh, he's a faithful God. That if you walk with him, if you trust him, he'll be, he'll be faithful in your life. It's not the mastery of what we figured out. It's the surrender of the master that we've allowed him to do what only he can do in our lives. And so in this new year, I want to challenge you this week. Would you give God the first week of 2022? Will you pray and fast? Will you join us each night as you can from 6.30 to 7.30? I know your show might be on at whatever time. They got DVR. Or God might even say, you got to quit watching that junk. I don't know how that falls for you. But would you come and pray? I'm promising you, we don't have, it's nothing going to be fancy. We're just going to come in. And we're gonna we're gonna turn this into a house of prayer, and we're gonna say, Holy Spirit, come rest on us. Holy Spirit, move as you did in the day of Pentecost. Oh God, would you fill us with the power of your Spirit? Would you enable us to walk not in our own ability, not in our own strength, but in the power of your Spirit? Oh God, would you rest on us this first week? Would you fast and pray? Maybe that's a meal a day. Maybe that's all seven days of just liquid. We put resources online. You can find, that's between you and the Lord. Maybe it's something specific, whatever that is, for seven days to say to God, God, I'm not doing this to twist your arm. I'm doing this to say to my spirit, I belong to him and I want him more than anything else in this world. I belong to him. Holy Spirit, come rest on me. I'm yours. If that's your prayer today on this first week of 2022, would you stand with us all across this room? We're gonna sing this song just as we go. And I believe even now, God's calling some people out. He said, I'm, I'm calling you to be a leader. I'm calling in this new year, be a father. Be a father to your home. Be a, be a mother in the place that God has put you. Be a business leader that honors the Lord. Whatever that might be, put Jesus first. Does he deserve any other place? What other place is he worthy of? How many of you say, I'm gonna put him first in this first week? Lord, come rest on us. It's yours.